Welcome to Other You, a podcast where we discuss a decision in our lives that may or may not have had a long-lasting impact. We unpack some of the factors behind it and then explore in short story form what the other version of ourselves might have experienced around that time or shortly thereafter. I'm your host, Dee. Let's see where this story takes us. All right, welcome back. My name is Daniel Moreno. This is Other You. Today we're featuring Luis Flores. He's a He's been one of my closest friends for the last 25 years. Man, 25 years. We've known each other 25 years. Not possible we're that old. Yeah, I know. It's great. Uh, today's episode is going to be called Other Lewis, where we're going to explore a decision made in Lewis's life that may have had long-lasting repercussions or may have had long-lasting effects. And then we're going we're gonna to read a story a short story that I will write, um, inspired by the information that I ask about that, and then we'll talk about it. Lewis, welcome to the show. Th- thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I am honored. Oh, of course. Happy to. Happy to. So, as the intro said, is there is there a decision that you can think of in your life that may have had some long-lasting effects on you? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh one pops to mind that had to have been made in high school. Okay. And uh, it's about just about either, well, the conundrum was either join baseball and stay there or leave it. And so, you know, I chose the latter. Okay. Chose to leave baseball. Okay. And that um, was, was were you leaving you for another sport? Were you playing basketball or football or anything like that? No, no, I was leaving for the sport of catching women, apparently. Oh, go on. So I tried to, so I tried to catch me a young lady, and in order to get her eye or to be around her at all times, I could not be playing baseball. So I made a decision to be around her instead of the sport I loved. Oh wow, wow! Did you get her pregnant? I mean, what other reason? No, no. no this is just no. this is just young just young Lewis trying to chase after this girl, and in so doing. You had the choice of, do I spend a lot of time with her or do I play baseball? And you chose her. Pretty much. Let wow. me tell you. How long have you guys been married? Love. Uh, well, um, she's been happily married to her husband for about 10 years and me to my oh. wife for about seven. Oh, wow. Okay. So you guys, it didn't, it didn't work out. Nope. Oh, no. Did you end up going back to baseball? Unfortunately, the gate or the uh, door had closed for that at that oh, time. No. To be able to do it competitively, at least. Wow. Okay, so you would say you were about what, fourteen, fifteen? How old? Seventeen, eighteen? Sixteen, seventeen, right in that area. Okay, sixteen, seventeen. Um, and how long had you been playing baseball? Mm, up to that point, about twelve years. About 12 years. Wow. Okay. Um, 12 years playing baseball. And what, um, I mean, how, how was that? How did you enjoy it? Were you any good? Were you just like that kid that kept joining the team? Um, no, I was, um, I was, you know, lucky that God gave me some talent. I was an all-star and wow. um, every age group that I was at, I would always um, join the traveling team of the age group above. Okay. Um, for about four years that happened so obviously you know nine i would go with the 10 year olds 10 with the 11 12 and so on wow. and so you know um i won various awards some in high school some in uh 
Brooklyn, New York, some in Canada. So yeah. Wow. Traveling baseball. That's amazing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow. And then you decided, we'll say I didn't say give it up, but you decided to chase other things. Uh, What was the, like the, the time requirements of baseball that kind of interfered with that? Um, we had to work out in the morning for just a little bit. And then after school, um, I, you know, hopefully the trade secrets don't get out. But mm. uh, when we were in high school, we were technically not allowed to practice as a baseball team in the off season. Uh, but we were the Lane Tech Athletic Club. So, ah. so that's how you got yeah, around it. So pretty much um you know it, it, we you were the lane tech athletic club and it just happened to meet all the people from the baseball team so uh, um, we were able to pretty much practice and stay in shape all year round and so it took pretty much an all-year round commitment of staying after school and working out wow okay um what was home life like for you at the time got any siblings yeah, it wasn't too bad. Uh, have your, I had my mom, my dad, they came here. Um, via, well, when I was born, is uh, when they were here, my sister was born in Puerto Rico. Um, oh, and so, sure. you know, they, okay. yeah, they had to learn the language here after she was born. And so uh, she was born in San Lorenzo. Okay. And I was born in Connecticut. And in so Connecticut. our family was pretty, what's up? In Connecticut, you say? Uh, correct, Bridgeport, and mm. so um, you know, pretty pretty standard home life, you know, in the '80s, buying Nintendo games in the '90s, Super Nintendo, and bugging my sister every chance I had. So, you know, pretty good upbringing. Okay, so it was just you two and your parents. Yeah, yeah, we toughed it out there, and then uh, toughed it out in Chicago for a little while. Um, after uh, living in Connecticut for a bit. And uh, that's where I really got into baseball, you know, high school style and really competitively and, and kind of showing the fact that I really had just, you know, raw potential to do so. Hmm. So when did you when did you end up moving to Chicago? Uh, when I was uh, 11. It was oh. uh, November of 1991. Wow. Okay. So you yeah. born in Connecticut, you lived there till about 11, and then you moved to uh, Chicago thereafter. And you, uh, you've been to Chicago ever since? or actually, actually, fun little story. I was in Connecticut till 10, um, oh. then went to Puerto Rico to live for a year, then went ahead and moved back into the States to Chicago, and then lived there for about 25 years. Wow. Okay. Cool. All right. So bounce around just a little bit um in that little year little over a year span three different places to live okay one sister parents um what kind of hobbies did you have at that time uh video games uh there was pretty much nothing else yeah okay what, um, hard. let's uh what what was one of your give me one of your favorite video games from that time mm, at that time i believe snes was out and so Games like uh, Chrono Trigger, Low G Man, um, NCAA Basketball, Blades of Steel for regular Nintendo. I mean, I, you know, uh, PlayStation was just coming out uh, actually when I was in high school. Yeah. And so that's when, uh, you know, you played your good old Maddens, you played your good old NBA Live basketball. So, but uh, nothing like Final Fantasy. Oh, really? Okay. Which, uh, Which one of those was your favorite? 
Oh, Final Fantasy VII, hands down, greatest Seven. original screenplay. Yeah, you know it's funny that one is um that was like the that is a, a gateway Final Fantasy for um you know a lot of the 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 kids from the two thousands and such they got into the different series because of that one. Okay, man, I I have fond memories of you and me wasting way more time playing that game than we absolutely should have. Than we should have. I like I, oh, I have was a very really very specific memory of there was we had we had been playing and then we got in trouble for cutting school to play and then you got your oh, PlayStation please. taken away and then there was one day you called me and you were said and you were like listen to this and you were like pushing the buttons on the the controller and I was like I know that sound <gasps> did you you get it back and you're like yes I did and then man probably that day or the day after I was back at your place playing some video games, even though we had just gotten in trouble for it. <laughs> oh man. I remember uh, cutting high school and being at, being at home. I remember that the principal, his name was Mr. Moorhead. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember that they would call the house and I would, uh, you know, pick up the phone and hang up real quick. Cause back then it was actual home phone, right. no cell phones, nothing like that. Right. So I'd grab the home phone, just pick it up, hang it up. So it was, it was quite the entertaining time. Yeah. Oh man. If if only that would have led to something, right? All the hours that we played, surely that would have given us a measure of expertise in something that we could use for the future. Nah. And well, they didn't have streaming back then or esports. So our uh, our greatest accomplishments and achievements achievements will go unheralded. Yeah. Oh, such a bummer. Okay, so hobbies are playing video games. Did you like any other sports besides baseball? Did you ever have any dreams of maybe making a life playing anything else? Or was it, it was just baseball all day, every day? I was pretty athletic just from the get-go. And so I also liked football. Um, Football, I thought I was, you know, rather good at. Never really, you know, did anything competitively. Mm -hmm. Um, And basketball is just, you know, small hobby, playing that after school pretty much. Okay. So no, no other organized sports besides baseball, like on a team. Correct, none other. Just yeah. playground stuff. Otherwise, okay. Yeah, but okay. baseball was 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 where it was at. It was every summer we were nose deep in baseball fields and dust. Hmm. So I remember when we were kids, there was a point where it was like a, a traveling preacher that said something to you about baseball. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. I remember he was from Nicaragua, actually. Oh, really? And um, yeah, and so I remember that you know, it was a guy at the you know we we have our our of the um, you know Christian faith, and so you know we believe that you know God speaks, and so you know I felt that at that point the guy, without knowing who I am, obviously, I mean the dude literally came from another country. I mean he has no idea who I am, mm-hmm. and so for you know when he gave a message, you know. At that point, at that time, I decided to um, hear it and abide by it, which was a message of just, you know, drop the glove, drop the bat. You know, I got, I have bigger things for you. And so that was actually, I I don't know if I made it clear enough, but um, there were two moments where I left baseball. The major, larger moment being for the woman, the secondary moment being for this one. Oh, okay. Which one came first? Uh, this one did. This one that was when I was 15 or just before 15. Okay. So you're 14, 15. This guy doesn't know you from Adam. He's like, Hey, stop playing baseball in the name of Jesus. Uh, yeah. 
he pretty much proclaims and says, Hey, you know, there's a young man here that plays baseball and he's very good at it. And, you know, possibly might have a path, but that's not the path I have for him. And I'm just letting him know to let go of the bat and the, and the glove and, you know, follow what I have him to do. So, wow. Well, that's really narcissistic of you to think that he was talking about you. Well, I was the only one that played baseball in the whole church. So, (laughs) okay. Unless unless you want to count the fact that there was a 74-year-old guy that used to play softball. I mean, he could have been talking to him. He was probably talking about that guy. He could have been. Playing softball. I mean, that dude at 74, I mean, you never know. He could have had like one of those, um, oh man, golden age moments or whatever, where he comes back and plays for a season at 100 years old and everyone's like, wow, he's so amazing. And that's all you ever hear of him. he did amazing. 13 mile an hour curveball. So I guess, you know, those are tricky. The soft ones are tricky. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you had, um, you had that, uh, encounter with the preacher and then you're, so uh, tell me, tell me about your relationship with, uh, this young lady. What was that like? Well, it all actually started at church. Um, we met each other very much were, you know, attracted at first and then decided to talk about, you know, could there be something, can we get to know each other and so on. And so we did. Okay. And so we, you know, started the process and um, to kind of put it in, I guess, chronological order, the preacher spoke and then uh, I left. I had actually been on the baseball team at that time okay. and left. And then come the beautiful young lady. Um, well, I won't say her name because, you know, copyright or whatever i don't know whatever <laughs> yep it's copyright standard libels lawsuits whatever there may be um so i i you know connected with her after i had left baseball the first time and i was getting back into baseball but i apparently i was getting way more into her wow i would pretty much do anything carry books walk up and down stairs walk her to the ends of the earth hmm. but that's what puppy love does you know so tell me you guys have a, um, you had a, a specific, I don't know, protocol for dating, according to your church, right? What what was the protocol for yeah. the dating that you had? Uh, correct. You pretty much spent uh, a large portion of your time together, or just um, practically the whole dating period was really getting to know um, the other person. So it was very frowned upon, you know, for like uh, kissing and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sure. I don't know how G this is, but, you know, other things. And so, you know, those are really frowned upon because they would unfortunately give way to desires that would then give way to other things. So, you know, it was very stand, not standoffish, but, uh, you know, just stay at a certain distance, you know, stay holding hands, always be chaperoned um, no matter where you go. So you would not be tempted, as they say. Gotcha. Okay. So the majority of the the dating for you guys was group activities or you know just talking to each other you really couldn't just take her to the movies and hang out or you know go get ice cream just the two of you it was more of a hey there are several of us going out and she's also going to be there correct it was i mean it was also very targeted so you know obviously they went out with you but they understood that you guys were the ones talking so you would sit at like your own table you know that's about privacy you got gotcha you know there was no going those doors no hey we need to study algebra yeah that wasn't happening gotcha okay so it wasn't like they were more security guards than 
you know, group dates. And so they weren't going on the date with, they wouldn't interact with you necessarily throughout. They were just kind of there to make sure you wouldn't sneak off and touch each other. That Correct. Gotcha. That, that's the bottom line. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, what kind of, uh, what kind of music were you into at that time? Oh my goodness. I was into, uh, at that point, um, let me see high school. I was into a, a guy called Vico C, uh, Spanish, uh, Christian rap artist. Oh okay. my goodness. Worship the ground. He walked on for some God on reason. Well, and, tell, what, um, what kind of, what kind of music, what kind of Christian music was it specifically? Not like contemporary. No Spanish reggaeton. Reggaeton type okay. music. Um, he was one of the first people to bring it to America, along with Don Omar, along with um, uh, El General. Um, some you know certain people right. that are back in the day that brought it in, and so I just loved listening to him, and he just had such a deep message in a lot of his songs. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, take the good with the bad. He also got you know locked up for doing drugs, so eh, you know. I guess you can take the good and the bad with people. Yeah. And so he just had a lot of awesome lyrics and songs that just had lyrics that just flowed. It was really nice. I, I just enjoyed his songwriting. Do you do you remember any of those lyrics? They were in Spanish, yeah. But I definitely remember at I mean minimum three or four of his songs almost could you, verbatim. Could you, could you drop a few bars? Um yeah, see check the digo check and checando la movida, introduciendo para la vida. Wow. That's great. So yeah. I'm so I'm so proud <laughs> of you. Good job. <laughs> you still remember. You still remember. Oh, yeah. uh, I want to go back though to something that you said. Uh the second name you said, Don Omar. Yes. That's that's uh it's it's a it's a peculiar way to say it. The the Puerto Rican slang we tend to swap r's and l's so his name is not omal it's omar right if you would say it in english omar sure. but his actual name if you were saying proper spanish is the Lamar. right right but it's funny the way that like puerto ricans will say things where they switch the r's and the l's and they take away the s's and and stuff it's it's, it's fun kind of create yeah. you know we're unique people <laughs> mm-hmm. i agree i agree okay so um Assuming that you didn't, uh, like you could have followed baseball after high school, uh, what did you end up doing after high school? Um, numerous things. Number one was join the great American workforce and get into debt, just like every American should. Oh, fine. Um, you know, uh, office, you know, job, which I'm sure millions of people can just completely, <laughs> yeah, you know, feel how that is like. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, did that. Worked at a couple office jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, went to school for automotive. Worked at a place called Bosch. I mean, just many interesting jobs where, you know, finally it lands me, you know, here where I am today in uh, in Toledo. So very right. interesting. Fun. So I remember um, after you finished your automotive training, you ended up trying to start like a mobile mechanic business where people would call you up and you would go to them. Yeah, my buddy Tito and I, we started RPM Auto, which Ooh, is pretty cool. <laughs> RPM Auto. But um, yeah, he, uh, he had a buddy that had a buddy that knew a manager. At and, a oh, wait, let degrees. me not name any. Uh, yeah, let me not name any stores at a auto parts store. There you go. And so, um, 
we had a good connection there, got parts at really good prices and pretty much the jobs at people's homes. I was more the the clerical and he was the, you know, banging hammers and mm. screwdrivers and drills and stuff. Gotcha. Um, but I did help and learn a couple things along the way, but you know, also learn that, you know, a certain way to do business. So it was quite an enlightening experience. Right on. I mean, it sounds like a, sounds like a, a fun idea, especially nowadays with the, um, the whole quarantine that we're experiencing. For those of you listening, if you don't already know, um, the, we're in summer of 2020 and there's been a lockdown since March. Um, well, quarantine, not like full lockdown. Um, but as like traveling mechanics, I imagine now would be a phenomenal time to do it although um there would be limitations i'm sure due to like liability and uh actually working on the street or would you primarily work in people's like driveways or uh, in their Um, garages yeah that was actually a very interesting thing we did we had to make sure every client had their own private driveway um backyard or garage Hmm. so somehow you know we were just blessed with the ability to be able to do so which was really weird the fact that we found a place to do literally every job although a job i'll never forget which was uh brake lines on a, in a on a fuel tank that we did in the pouring rain under a vehicle in an alley on a toyota 4runner 2001 and i remember that we worked on that for about four hours just soaking sopping wet Gross. And uh, when we finally finished it, it's just this sense of accomplishment. But it was a you know fun job that I had for a while. Nice. Was the pneumonia worth it? Yeah, um, we almost you know died, but that's okay. I mean, we're alive. We you know, Good. almost counting what horses and what else. Say that again. I said, what did they say? Almost counts. I said, almost only counts in horseshoes and something else. Hand grenades, horseshoes, and hand grenades. There you go. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Um, let's see. I got your childhood down, family, music. Um, yeah. Did you, did you growing up besides baseball have anything else that you thought you might want to do or were you just hyper-focused on baseball? Um, at the time I, I, I seriously thought before I met the young lady that I was going to go pro. Like I had all the thoughts in the world wow. um, about doing that, you know, and what, you know, how realistic they were, no idea. Cause never did it. Right. But besides that, I also had a, you know, an inkling um, to also, you know, preach what I was, you know, learning at the time. So, you know, but that never went too deep and okay. neither did baseball. So apparently none of them worked out. <laughs> gotcha. So you were looking at either baseball or preaching and instead you went to mechanic school. I like it. I like it. I mean, I feel like you got to shoot for the stars and if you don't reach then you know, go as high as you can go. I can dig it. I can dig it. I always remember Pizza Hut Delivery Man in between too. You were what? Pizza Hut Delivery Man in between. Wow. Pizza Hut Delivery Man. Man, you've had, you've had quite a few fun jobs. Sounds great. Yeah. And a telemarketer. Telling you, just weird range. (laughs) Hey man, no judging. You, you just, you do what you got to do. And that's that's all you can do. That's all anyone can ask of you. Oh yes. All right. So if there's anything else that you can think of that you might want to throw in there, you might be able to pepper your story with. Um, 
Well, I did grow up on the west side of Chicago, so I mean, that did have its very interesting stories as the other side of my life, which I would like to say is, uh, I guess, the somewhat darker side. Ooh. But, you know, to not get into detail, I just did live in quite the rough neighborhood of Chicago and, um, you know, basically a block away from where you can just go ahead and get an eight ball and apparently get bombed and die. So, wow, you know, always interesting. Glad you missed out on that. Life. Yeah, I worked for well, yeah, and even when I was, you know, legit and working at a locksmith shop, which I managed for five years, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they, they decided to shoot people behind my store. So, you know, it was always always entertaining. Oh, did you have a sign up that said shoot people here or? No, no, we made sure that it said shoot people there because we didn't want it, you know, inside our store. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Danger. Glad you made it out all right. Well, all right. Yeah. All right. So... At this point in the podcast, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to, I'm going to read the story that I uh, will write for Lewis. I'm going to call that story Other Lewis. And then after a few minutes of that, we'll talk about it. Hang on. Sounds good.
Welcome back. This is the discussion part of the podcast. Buckle up. We're going to listen to Other Lewis. Close the door behind you, bellowed Coach Toledo. Other Lewis stepped into the office. The smells of rubber and dirt and rusting metal filled the air. There are racks of sports equipment haphazardly filled to capacity lining the walls of the tiny office. Behind Toledo is a large format calendar with dates and names scrawled across each square. Atop the calendar reads, Spring slash Summer Baseball Schedule 1997. Toledo leans back in his chair, puffing his overworked chest out. The windbreaker jacket tucked snugly behind him to showcase the work he was putting into pushing things away. You wanted to see me? Other Lewis steps closer. Timidly, he reaches for a seat, but as his hand lands on the back of the chair, Toledo barks. This won't take long, will it? Quickly, Other Lewis responds, no, I don't think so. Look, I'm going to leave the team. There are other things I want to pursue, and I don't think I can fit baseball in anymore. You're leaving the team? Why? I just gave you a starting spot. Is that all you wanted? A confused Toledo presses, continuing. Look, I'm sure whatever it is, we can work it out. I thought you said you only played baseball. You think of joining one of the other teams here? Resolute, Other Lewis steps back and repeats, There are other things I want to do, people I want to see. Besides, God told me to quit. Maybe I should listen. He quickly turns back and heads out of the office. The heavy door squeaks as he pushes it open and lands with a thud against the tiled wall. Stunned, Toledo silently sits in his chair, blinking through the confusion. He blurts out, God, let it slam. Flustered, he corrects himself. Don't let it slam. Other Lewis confidently heads out of the office and makes his way home. A short five-minute walk across the street to the 16-unit apartment building finds Other Lewis opening his front door, letting it close behind him a little harder than normal and retreating into his bedroom. The cordless phone still sitting on his bed where he left it after his early morning call with Margot, a tiny person to... A tiny person who was mostly hair, long and curly, it flowed down her back and bounced against the backs of her thighs as she shuffles along in her oversized, usually denim skirts. Her round frame lenses sit lower than the bridge of her nose and often adventure to the tip of her nose, never quite making it to the edge where they can jump off and be free from her face, being stopped shy by her fingertips and slid back up as high as they will rest before making the trip again. With one motion, Other Lewis snags the phone and begins dialing a number while flinging his backpack off his shoulder and onto his bed. He'd called this number a hundred times. He knew it back and forth, 773-555-2121. Every day after school, weekends, late at night, it was always the same thing. Margot's mother would answer, and another Lewis would politely ask to speak with his pajarita, his little birdie. He heard a man's voice answer, yep, equipment office, a voice calls out impatiently. Confused and a little annoyed, Other Lewis responds, Real funny. Can I talk to her? Again, the voice offers, Equipment office, what do you need? Coach Toledo? Is that you? Yep, this is Toledo. How can I help you? I'm sorry. I somehow misdialed and got you. Other Lewis, is that you? Sounds like you. You calling because you changed your mind? Because you want to make something of yourself? Because you don't want to hide your fears of not being the best player on the team anymore and blaming that fear on a message from God? Seriously, God told you to quit. Did he, did he tell you or did he tell someone to tell you? God told me you were going to win us a championship. What? He did? No, but does it matter? He could have and he could not have told you. He didn't tell me. It was a, it was a traveling preacher. Well, whatever. You can believe that and quit the team. I don't want you to do that, but I can't force you to play. We could really use you. Now that Bach's gone, you could fight for the top spot. I really mean that. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't care about that. I know how good I am. Other Lewis paused, giving serious thought to how he misdialed a number he had dialed a hundred times. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess I am staying on the team. Good. 
Usually when people quit, it's because they're lazy. Are you lazy? I'd say so. You're strong and fast, and that might have gotten you out of training before, but after today, you're going to work. You guys are going to work hard. I'm tired of watching you slip through the cracks. What? Don't be late to practice. Starts in 30 minutes. I know you don't live far. You have no excuse. Other Lewis hangs up the phone. He clicks the talk button and listens to the dial tone, his finger hovering over the redial button. Trembling, he pushes it down. It rings twice before a warm and familiar voice answers, Hello? Staring at the phone in disbelief, he pushes the talk button, disconnecting the call, throws the phone on his bed, and runs out of the house. As he trots back across the street to school, he hears that warm voice over and over again, curious and inviting, Hello? His heart pounds in his chest. Several days later, Other Lewis lays in his bed, staring at the ceiling, squeezing the receiver, trying to crush it in his hands. He hasn't spoken to Margot for days. He was certain she would call him back, her stallion. The lights are up at Wrigley Field. Other Lewis is at the plate. He pauses outside the batter's box and peers into the pitcher's soul. The uniforms of the opposing players have Clementia blazoned across the chest. The tall, lanky pitcher twirls the ball in his hand behind his back. The runner on second base dances on and off the bag, calling out to Other Lewis, Let's go, Stallion! Bring me home! Shifting his gaze, Other Lewis shoots a warning at the runner and drops his head as he steps into the box. First pitch fastball. That's his, <clears throat> that's his pitcher's M.O., usually high and inside. Looks inviting early in the game, so he gets a lot of hitters reaching. Other Lewis is anticipating this and drops low into a squat to minimize his strike zone. The pitcher rears back and delivers a bullet, high and inside. With a quick pop of his legs, Other Lewis stands and swings through the ball, driving it high and deep over the left field fence. With a large... <laughs> With a loud howl, he charges at first base and then around the rest. His teammates scream and neigh from the dugout before congregating at home plate. Approaching home plate and anticipating the brawl, Other Lewis closes his eyes and slides. Safe, screams an umpire. The crowd erupts into cheers and shakes the building as they stomp their feet to the sound of a horse galloping across the jumbotron. Other Lewis stands, pats his trousers clean, and screams back into the dugout. He's met with enthusiastic high fives. He has stolen home ten times this season. This time, it puts the Oakland A's up by a run in the top of the ninth inning. Art Howe calls out, attaboy style. Putting us ahead gives Iz a chance to close this out. Proud of you, Rick. Gonna have Burns close out the bottom, though. He did good. Other Lewis makes his way into an ice bath amidst a flurry of butt slaps and congratulations. His Nokia in hand, he descends into the frigid water. With a towel draped over his eyes, he breathes slowly, fighting the urge to shiver. His phone begins to jingle. He brings the phone to his ear. Hello, he cries out in his syncopated fashion. A voice returns. Other Louis? Hi, it's, it's me. Your pajarita. Margo? Yes, it's me. I, I heard about your game. I wanted to say congratulations and that I miss you. No. Excuse me? I do miss you. I don't know. You never called me. I called you every day for months. Then I didn't call you one day and we never talked again. I thought you might reach out to me, but we just never talked again. But you miss me? No, thank you. He hangs up the phone and turns it off. Clenching his teeth and bawling his fists, he stares ahead for a few moments. His phone again begins to jingle. Other Lewis takes a deep breath and dunks his head under the water for a brief moment that feels like forever. Tiny bubbles escape his nostrils and rise to the surface. Pop, pop pop. A text message notification chimes from the indestructible brick on the tray next to the ice bin. Glancing over, he sees the words, clip-clop, homie. With a smile and a relaxing exhale, he lays his head back and closes his eyes once more. The end. All right. So that's Other Lewis. Current real Lewis. What did you think? 
That was actually pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So do you think maybe your, your, your life might've ended up like that? Maybe. You know, that, that it, it's kind of funny. That really does seem like a, a pretty linear path in which it, it could have happened. You know, it actually had me at when we were out and I'm hitting a home run field. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. The, if I remember correctly, the state or the city championship games were held at uh, Comiskey or whatever they were called. Cellular one. What was it called back then in the nineties? Oh, oh yeah, it was called Comiskey Park. It was Comiskey. When did it stop being Comiskey? When did it become cellular? Field. Or... Yeah, Which in two thousand five or four when they changed uh, they changed the name to U.S. Cellular Field. Gotcha. Okay. And then uh, now I don't even know what the name is. Uh, guaranteed rate, right? Yeah, some some dumb. I'll say. Ugh. Okay, so. It was Comiskey. It, they played at Comiskey for like regional city, and then the city championship championship was at Wrigley, if I remember correctly. Was at Wrigley? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So listening to this Lewis and the way that um, he ends up living out his days, uh, do you see any parallels with yourself? Do you find? Do you can you see yourself in this? The way that he reacts to people, the way that you know he does things. I mean, there's not a whole lot of interpersonal connect uh, interaction except for a little bit with the coach, and then on, on the phone call in the very end. Do you can you find a little bit of yourself in that? Yeah, <clears throat> the actual thought of you know being able to dial the coach or having dialed the coach by accident and then just kind of going in that i mean that 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 literally sounds like something that i would do like what the did i do that oh hold on a second right and you know the actual turn into you know what it was with coach toledo mm-hmm. um i see myself in there and then even after the game you know soak myself in ice water and just kind of being like well you weren't there before so you're not going to be here now right that, you know would sound like what i would do in in that whole aspect of everything well i remember i remember there was a girl that you were talking to for a while and then literally you guys just stopped talking I mean, there wasn't a, we break up, you guys, if I can remember correctly, you guys were like going on dates and happy, but then all of a sudden you didn't call her and she didn't call you forever. Correct. Her name is Elizabeth. I remember like it was yesterday. Right. So I, I, I remember that being, um, I remember that happening. Um, and so I wanted to throw that in there just because that is something that, that that happened in your life where, I mean, and like things were fine, right? Between you two. Oh yeah. yeah it actually happened twice. It also happened with a young girl named Christina, which oh I gosh. gave her a, a Christmas present and then never called her again. So there you go. And she never called you. I think that's just hilarious. That It's just like, eh, that's I guess I guess yeah. we're done now. It's been weeks and I haven't called her and she hasn't called me. So I guess we're broken up. It's been weeks, you know, unless I mean, you're you're still technically dating both of them since you never officially broke up. That could be a possibility. And that would be <laughs> interesting, man. That's funny. Cool beans. Uh, so do you have any other reactions to it? Like what 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 would you have changed? What do you what? How would you have liked to see it go down? No, I, 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 like I said, I actually really liked it. And, and the fact that it ends up in the majors, I mean, 
you know, that was, that was the aspiration. That was the goal, man. There was, there was nothing else. Like I know that I played on traveling teams. I know that I did this and that, but it was the ins and outs of hitting a curveball, knowing release points, velocities, seeing, um, uh, the degrees that a pitch came in the plate at and knowing where you were going to make contact. I mean, you know, it, it was all about that. And so seeing this story head in that direction, just, you know, makes you smile. Just let you know, like, man, you know, what would have been. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you lucked out. Not all of the stories that I'm writing, uh, uh, end up so happily. Um, I guess I'm, I'm glad I have uh, an alternate universe that likes me. Right. <laughs> you lucked out. Uh, I like to also think that at the very end, the text message you got was from me or at least other, other me clip clop, you know, the sound that horses make when they run. That sounds like me. <laughs> it does sound like something that you would write in. and besides i mean if i would have made it everyone around me would have made it so you know right you would have been somewhere doing something i would have been somewhere doing something yes that is specifically yeah. correct specifically and if not, correct. And if not uh, it's just like we made the deal that you know if you became famous we'd be your lackeys we'd be the guy in the living room on mtv crib just saying hey what's right. up you know playing video games on your couch right yeah so, man. You know, maybe it would have been the, same the other way you know yeah. I used to have like really fond daydreams of all the stupid things that we would get up to if, if any one of us ever got famous. Oh you know? my God. I don't even want to think about what we would have done. Right. I mean, geez, we would have, <clears throat> we might've created our own system. I mean, God, who knows? As bad yeah. as we were into Final Fantasy VII and the gold Chocobo and the Knights of the Round Table. And oh my goodness. gosh. The gold Chocobo. That took forever. Yeah, both of those took forever. Well, like I feel like you couldn't get one without the other. If I'm remembering correctly, um, you had to. There was yeah, like a, a to, long process of breeding and racing those chocobos, which are essentially for those of you that are listening that don't know what that is, they're like ostriches or emus. They're just large, flightless birds that people jump on their back and race and stuff in that in that game. So in order to get the gold one, I feel like you had to breed the best of the best of a bunch of different colors and then get oh, two black ones and then breed those yep. two. And if you were lucky, you got a gold one. The worst one, the worst thing was that you only had two chance, no, three chances to do it, the black and black. And then once that was done, you couldn't do it anymore. And you had to start from scratch making the black Jacobo again. Yep. Yep. Oh man, that is true. So when we got the gold one. On the gold one, you then went had to go to the island all the way in the top right of the map that could only be accessible by a gold Chocobo because it could walk on water. Right. Um, and after fly? that, then you wait. It could fly too, right? Yes. The, the gold one could but fly? But place you had to get to by walking on water and then going underwater into a cave. Sheesh. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's so funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. It's great childhood memories, you know? Yeah. Otherly, you would have been proud. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Okay, so um, speaking of video games, any video games you're playing lately? You're yeah, a mobile I'm game guy, into, right? Yeah. You, you play a lot of mobile I'm games. And a Santa laptop game guy, so. Oh, okay. Not much into gaming consoles, like home gaming consoles. Not much into those. Not anymore? You gave up the PlayStation for your cell phone and a computer? Yeah, yeah, no more Maddens or, you know, NBA Lives or, uh, you know, Call of Duties, really. You know, don't really play much of that anymore. Uh, I I, th I feel like you could play Madden on computer, though. 
I never did. <clears throat> I never got to it. I was always on PlayStation or on Xbox, but right. uh, never computer. Just uh, World of Warcraft and a stupid racing game I have on my cell phone. There you go. All right. Cool beans. Cool beans. All right. At this point of the show, we're going to wind things down. Um, are you on social media? This is a, a time where you can give yourself a shout out. Tell us what you're up to. Or we can maintain your level of anonymity and privacy and um we can just go from there uh to be honest i i'm not really on many social media platforms i'm probably not on any at all except facebook but i really don't do much there and uh my anonymity i guess is only taught by the fact that i'm not a very intriguing person i'm not the most interesting (laughs) man in the world (laughs) okay i appreciate i appreciate your honesty i appreciate your 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 honesty and your self-awareness you know, so you got to be candid about something, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. This has been Other Lewis's episode on the Other You series. I'm Danny Moreno. This is... And I'm the actual Lewis. There you go. This is real Lewis. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.